let's just bow our heads. Father, Lord, that's what we need tonight is your spirit to fall among us. Lord, to move in every heart and every life, Lord. You know the busyness of life and the cares of life and the things that sometimes we weigh very heavy on us. But Lord, we just want your spirit to reign supreme in our midst. Lord, that we can lay aside those things for a moment and Lord, just let your presence wash over us tonight. Lord, when you, when you come by, Lord, sickness leaves, depression leaves, spirits of oppression leaves, Lord. Lord, the sick are healed, the dead are raised. Lord, that's what we request is your presence tonight, Father, to come and speak to our hearts and to touch our lives, Lord. We just submit ourselves to you, Lord, every part, every place. Lord, for your leadership, for your word to be spoke, Lord. Lord, for your anointing to speak to this, this evening to our hearts. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Let's turn to Genesis 1, verse 1. It's good to be back with you. Amen. We had some wonderful meetings there in Pawnee, Oklahoma. Well, the church was dedicated to the Lord, and, and uh, it's wonderful to see what God has done for them and the believers there and all the miracles that took even place for them, and amen, he's the same God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He supplies what we have need of, amen? Amen. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, it says, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. Amen. We'll let you be seated. also like to look at this scripture we read a couple of services ago in Psalms 19 and verse 1. It says, the heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament, firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. And there is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line has gone out through all the earth, their words to the end of the world. In them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun, which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, and rejoicing as a strong man to run a race. He goeth forth, he going forth is from the end of the heaven, and his circuit unto the ends of it, and there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. So every, heaven every day declares that God's word never fails. Every day, you know, the sun, the moon, the stars. Coming up every morning, the sun coming up every morning, declaring that God's is declaring that God's word is just as true today as it ever was. It's a declare a declaration that His word never fails. The light breaking through the darkness at the beginning of the day, the sun that's been hanging for thousands of years, it never takes a day off. It never quits. It never's went out. Day after day after day coming up and to remind us that his word never fails. He put it there in the first part of the Bible as we would read in Genesis 1. He said he set a precept or a law 
in the beginning, in the first few verses, and it runs all the way through the Bible, that His Word never fails. What He says will come to pass, and though the darkness may try to hinder, it may, may try to stop the work of God, it'll break through every darkness every time and come to pass. Amen. And you know, uh, as we look at this, as, as, as we have spoke on, the, on let there be light and, and, and those topics before, but I just want to look at it a little bit more as we would think of when that word was spoke, let there be light. And, and the scripture says that the, that the spirit began to move upon the world and upon the, uh, the void of the earth, the earth that had no beauty, had nothing upon it that you would desire to even live here. But the, there was a spirit, there was a presence that began to move as that word was spoke. And that's what I would like to speak to you tonight is on the never failing presence. Because when a, his word is spoke, there's a spirit that follows after that word to bring it to pass. Amen. And, that, and as, as that word was spoke, amen, there was something present. And I would like to say there's someone present here tonight. Amen. We don't have to be scared no matter what people may see, may say. You know, I've seen it come to a spot where he says, I don't know what the next move may be or where I may go or what I may have to do. He said, but he's always present. He's a never failing presence. He's a never-failing presence. In other words, he can never fail. And he put this declaration in the sun as it would come up day after day. And for some 6,000 years now or however long, even before, as it would come up, amen, for thousands or whatever, millions of years, whatever it was, he, he would, it was a declaration that I cannot fail. This morning when you woke up and those rays hit you in the face, it wasn't just a light coming on. It was actually the declaration of God, I cannot fail. I will not fail. And, no, and it's showing that he's never failing. He cannot fail. It's never failed for 6,000 years, and it's not going to fail tomorrow. It's not going to fail as long as time continues. He cannot fail. Amen. He, he said, what is happening? He said, he can turn on the light. He said, he's just waiting in that darkness to see what you're going to do. Amen. To see how you're going to react. But notice, I love this. He said, he can flip the switch anytime he wants to. Hallelujah. In your sickness, he can flip the switch anytime he wants to. In your trial, he can flip the switch anytime he wants to. Amen. I think about those two women Brother Brandon would pray for, one with a gorder and one with a stomach disorder. And, and he told them who they were and where they came from, or the Spirit of God would tell them that through the prophet, and, and uh, that no man could know or no man could uh, have a clue of who they were or what their name was or their address, but God knew. Amen. And God spoke those things through him. Him and, and they went home and he declared them to be healed, but they went home, amen, with the same sickness, with the same problems, and, and for months or whatever time there, but his word never fails. And he can flip the switch whenever he wants to. Amen. And so we want to be there and be found faithful when it's time for that switch to be flipped. Amen. He said, there's a man here that can turn on the lights. And that's what happened to them women as they got up that morning, you know, maybe felt the same, the same stomach pains, the same swelling in the throat. But the, the, there was a different presence there that morning. There was a healing angel that was visiting the neighborhood because there's a spirit or a presence that follows 
miles after that word. And when that word was spoke over those two, that presence followed them to their address. Amen. And followed them to their homes. Amen. And found them there. Amen. Ready and anticipation for their healing. And that healing was brought to them. Amen. He can flip a switch anytime he gets ready to. I want you to get that tonight, that no matter what you're going through or no matter how dark it is around you, there is a man who has the ability to flip the switch anytime he wants to. Amen. And so this is what happened to them. You know, she realized, you know, my stomach don't feel the same. I think I'll eat this and I'll eat that. And the next thing you know, she was having a gastronomical jubilee and having a good time. And she runs up down the road to a friend to tell her about it. And here screaming and carrying on. And she was up that morning making the bed and realized it's gone. Amen. The lights, the, the, the switch had been flipped. Amen. He says, see, there's a man here that can turn on the lights. Just as the sun came up this morning, there's a man present here tonight that can turn on the lights for your situation. Amen. He says, those who sit in the regions of the shadow of death, some have sat under cancer, some under the death of denominations, some under creeds, some under traditional deaths, all kinds of deaths, but they have seen a great light. The man that flashed the lights then is the same one who said in the beginning, let there be light. Hallelujah. The same God yesterday, today, and forever. He's present today, right here, right now. Don't get scared. He can flip the switch. When persecution comes, don't get scared. There's a light that said he would catch his people away. Amen. She'll not go through tribulation. She'll never do it. He said she wouldn't. She'll be caught away. How are you going to do it? How is it going to happen, Brother Bradham? Looks awful dark. No matter how dark it gets, and you, until you can't see your hand before you, just remember there's a man here that can flip a switch, that can turn on a light. He will rapture the church no matter how dark it gets. Hallelujah. Hey man, maybe it looks awful dark right now and things are going in seemingly the wrong direction. But we're taught that it's always the darkest right before the day. It's the darkest hour of night right before the morning star begins to shine and reflect the coming of the oncoming sun. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe that's what's been placed here. As Brother Brandon would say it, he says, Amen. The moon was sent to reflect the, the, the sun, but or the sun, but it goes down. And he said, It's the church. The church had went down. He said, But there's a morning star that rises and begins to reflect and say, Hey, there's a sun coming. And he said, we're in the time of the morning stars. Amen. Where were you, Job, before the foundation of the earth, world and the morning stars sang and rejoiced in the, in the presence of God? Amen. It's the time of morning stars. There is people, no matter how dark it is, there's still light here on the earth. There's still a reflection of the oncoming sun. Yes, we know the presence of God is here. Yes, we know the revealed word is here. Yes, we know all that, but there is a return of the sun. A visible return, a, re, a rapture, amen, the physical, corporal body of Jesus Christ. We will see it again. 
It doesn't matter how dark it is, gets. It doesn't matter how many people say it won't happen. It doesn't matter how many demons try to congeal and to hold it th- that force back. It's going to happen because he can flip the switch anytime he gets ready to. I just want to be ready when he says, all right, it's time. Flip the switch. It's going on time. It's time to receive my bride. I want to be ready when he flips the switch. Amen. But it's at the darkest of hours, and we are living in the darkest time there's ever been. Amen. We're living in the darkest age. It's darkness all around us. It don't take very far to look to see darkness. It's darkness as close as it can get to us. It's darkness that's trying to creep into churches. It's darkness that's creeping into homes. It's darkness that's creeping into lives. Amen. It's darkness. But what is it? It's showing something that when it gets so dark and it gets so, so where you can't even hardly see your hand in front of your face, it only means it's just about time to go. He can flip the switch anytime he gets ready to. <laughs> but he'll be there through your darkest hour. Just because it's dark doesn't mean he ain't there. God's people goes through dark times, but in the worst time, he never fails. Amen. Right before the return of the sun and the darkest it's ever been, but just because it's dark and it seems hopeless doesn't mean he's not close by. He's actually closer than he's ever been. The coming of the Lord is closer than it's ever been. Amen. The return home is closer than it's ever been. But it actually, and when, the, when darkness comes, it seems like God is so far away. And, and you know, I, I'm talking about the rapture, but I'm also talking about our individual lives. And sometimes it gets so dark. And it seems God is so far away, but it's actually during those times it's represented in the darkness right before the coming of the sun. It's, he's closer than he's ever been. Amen. Actually, it's just the opposite. The sun, the S-O-N, is closest to you when it's the darkest. You know, he would say it like this. He said, I'm so glad that in this dark hour, Jesus is still walking along with his church. Oh, hallelujah. He ain't left us. No, he's he's the one that's standing in the seven candlesticks, representing the seven ages. He's in the midst of her. Amen. Just because it's dark don't mean he's left. Amen. He said, this is the darkest hour the world has ever seen. Since the dawn of time, there's never been anything like this. Never been such a separation. Never been churches so torn to pieces. Never been so denominationally ate up. So many differences. So many sensations. Things going on in the church. But right in the midst of it all, Jesus comes along in the darkest of hours to show himself and to show his love to his people. Hallelujah. You say it's dark. Get ready to receive his love. At the darkest times, Jesus comes. You know, Abraham and Sarah had one of those dark moments. Seemed to be the promise was so far away. Seemed to be impossible to be fulfilled. And there was darkness that was trying to shadow them. And, you know, she, we know that she was in a stew and in a fuss that morning. But it was right there during that darkest time. Here he come walking out of the dust. He was actually the closest he had ever been to her in that darkest time. 
all the ones through the Old Testament. We can go through them. It was in trials. It was in battles. It was in moments of dark temptations, dark times that he revealed himself to them. It don't take long to look it up in the Hebrew children. It was in their darkest moments to where they thought their life was over that the fourth man came into the fire. It was right there in the lion's den that even David found himself in the presence, the never-failing presence right there that can shut the mouth of lions. Hallelujah. He's still shutting the mouth of lions today. I mean, we've even seen him very, very powerfully shut the mouth of cancer right in our own midst, shut the mouth of a brain, brain bleed right in our own midst, shut the mouth of an eye situation that was eating an eyeball, all kinds of things. God shut in the mouth of lions. He's still the never failing presence. Hallelujah. Amen. But dark times, then Jesus came. But it's in the dark that the spirit's spookiness tries to settle in on you. Tries to, you know, I always said I wasn't afraid of the dark. I was afraid of the things in the dark. But we don't have to be afraid of the things in this dark I'm talking about. Because we're not alone. You're not standing in the dark alone. Amen. Hallelujah. How much comfort is that? Even, you know, you find yourself in a dark place, naturally speaking, and the lights have went out, but to have somebody by you, that, that's a lot of comfort, ain't it? Amen. You know, you, when you find yourself alone and you're at home by yourself and all of a sudden darkness settles in and, and you go try to go to bed. I'm, I don't know how, I, I remember how it was when I was a kid. You know, mom and dad may be gone or something and I try to go to bed and, 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 and next thing I know my mind's running crazy. I hear this noise over here and I hear something. I've done and got it figured out. Somebody's breaking into the house and then you open the door and look out and you see this big old form standing there and you're pretty sure somebody's in there and all of a sudden fears gripping you and you're you're about to ready to run or run over something or do something you don't know what you're about to do scared slapped to death but all of a sudden the light pops on there's just a, a coat hanging there ain't got no life in it ain't got no power over you the light exposed it for what it really was Amen. But it's in those darkness, those dark times. Amen. Satan's trying to sit there and bluff at you and bluff at you and say you don't have no power with God or say you're lost or it's not for you. Amen. What happens all of a sudden? The service, the light flips on. Oh, that's just an old, that's just an old nothing standing there, old bluff, old windbag. He can't do nothing. Well, that's God allows him to do something. Amen. It takes us, it takes the teeth right out of the devil when the light comes on. Amen. Amen. But don't get caught up in the darkness. Don't when you're in the when we're in this dark time, don't get caught up in the spirits of the dark. Amen. The spookiness is trying to congeal together and keep you from receiving something from God. It's in the dark times. You need to be looking for Jesus. It's in the dark times when Jesus comes. And when Jesus comes, the tempter's power is broken. When Jesus comes, the sick are healed. Amen. Never chain is broken. Tears are wiped away. When Jesus comes, he breaks through the darkness. It says, let there be light. And it exposes him for what he really is. Cancer leaves when Jesus comes. That's why we need Jesus in every service. That's why we need Jesus in every day of our lives. Amen. You know, and I love that he had told us, I'll never leave you or forsake you. 
Amen. As the sun comes up, come up this very morning and shine throughout the day, bathe the earth to bring forth natural seeds to life, and has done this for thousands of years. It is a sign that the Holy Spirit is still wooing and is still drawing forth the names written on the Lamb's book of life. And every name written there will be there. It don't matter how dark this gets, but every name written for the Laodicean age will be there. Amen. There's no devil can stop it. There's no spirit that can keep it from happening. There ain't enough devils. Amen. Brother Wayne made a statement this weekend and blessed my heart. He said, the devil tries to do everything he can do to stop you, but he ain't stopped you yet. He said, so what is it showing? The devil ain't got enough to stop you with. Amen. You need to realize your enemy ain't got enough. There ain't enough devils. Amen. When the prophet seen the vision of that little boy over in the overseas lands with lapping rocks, and he finds himself some years later, and he sees this boy crushed in a car wreck and, and just seemingly an impossible situation. But then he realized, I've seen this in a vision. And this boy was given life in a vision. He said, you can line every devil up. And he couldn't stop it from bringing it to pass. Hallelujah. Amen. And you can line it. The devil has opened. Every, hell has been opened up. And every devil has been released into this age. But it still ain't stopped the bride of Jesus Christ. He's trying to make it as dark. And the smoke is so thick. And the smoke of that pit is getting so thick. It's getting in every fiber of every part and every place. But it still hasn't got into the bride of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Why? Because there's a seal of the Holy Ghost on him. And there's a light. Let there be light. I can't remember who was telling this story the other day, but it's worth repeating again. There was somebody who had a house fire. Smoke had filled the place up. Couldn't go anywhere without smelling that smoke. When the closets, it was in there. They went, they went into the Bible. You read the, in, the, in the pages of a book and you smell the smoke. It filled everything. And that's, he talks about the smoke at the bottomless pit. Smoke gets in people's eyes and it takes their sight and it takes their sense of direction. And this is what we're seeing in this age is darkness. Smoke infiltrating Laodicea age that we're living in until where people don't even know where they're going, what to believe, which way is out, which way is up, nothing. And, and so in this, in this fire, it, it just got into every crick and cranny and Every place that you could imagine, smoke. But he told the brother, he said, there was one place I found that the smoke didn't get into. He said, I went and opened up a a jar that had been sealed. And I popped that seal. And there wasn't no smoke in there. (laughs) Amen. Who's the people that's going to be, amen, the effects She's going to go through no matter how dark it is, no matter how bad it is. Why? Because there's a word that said, let there be light. And that word still stands today. And it sealed her heart forever. And the smoke can't get in there. 
The devil ain't got enough. Come on, somebody. The devil does not have enough to stop the bride of Jesus Christ. But she'll go through. She'll cross crest every wave. She'll go through every storm. She'll go through every temptation. She'll go through it all. Why? He don't have enough. She'll go through the darkest of hours. Why? Because he's with her, even in her, to the end of the world. Brother Brandon would say, he said, my first Bible was the woods when I was a kid. He said, I'd see flowers, how it died, little seed lied in the ground, rotted, everything was gone. Next year, there was nothing you could find. You could take a handful of dirt to the laboratory, and the chemists in the world would find, could find that germ of life in there, not one of them, but it lived again when the sun came up. It lived again. He said, when that sun came up, it let me know there was life, death, burial, and resurrection. That's what the son testified of today. It wasn't just a light giving you a light to go down to your job or go. It was testifying there is a birth, life, a birth, a death, a burial, and a resurrection. Amen. He said, I see the sun rise of a morning. It's a little baby born. Born baby. It's 8 o'clock. It starts school. Around 10 o'clock, it's out of college. In noontime, it's in its strength. 2 o'clock, it's 55 years old. And then about 4 o'clock is getting 80, 85 until it's gone. It served God's purpose. He said, if it served God's purpose, is that the end of it? No. It rises up again the next morning to testify again. There's a birth, a life, a death, and a resurrection. It's never failing. His word will perform over and over and over and over. Every morning, the sunrise, when you look at it, there needs to be a first thought. His word's true. His mercies are new every morning. His word is thus saith the Lord. It will not fail because there's a sign it cannot fail. It will come to pass. Satan comes and tries he tries to do everything he can do to you. He'll try to bite you. He'll try to hurt you. He'll try to cause sickness, sorrow, pain. He'll try to do everything he can do. But, but that does not mean God's failed us. He's never failing. He's always there, every present, no matter where you're at. Brother Brandon told this wonderful story, and I had, I'll tell one of my own here in just a minute of going along with this. Brother Evans sitting there. Talking about being fishing with him, him, Brother Evans, out doing some bass fishing out there in the wilderness. He's barefooted. He said, Brother, Brother Brandon, we got a hold of a big old bass. He said, I'll drag him in. He said, we got plenty of them. Don't worry about it. Don't, don't go in that water after him. If he gets off, we got plenty. So I started pulling in. He said, I'll get him. Brother Evans said, I'll get him. He jumps out there, and the snake bit him right above the ankle bone. Never heard, seen such a look on a face and heard such a holler. Got out of there holding his hands around his, gritting his teeth, looking. He said, and he saw them snake fang marks hitting him right in his leg. He said, now you're the sickest person in the world just a few minutes. And here was a great big man, and we was too far out to pack him. I wasn't big enough to pack him. And he and says, I thought, what am I going to do? And he said, all of a sudden just seemed to speak to me as I seen the scripture of the Lord say, and they shall tread on the heads of scorpions and the head of serpents, and nothing shall harm them. Whoo, hallelujah. Then I thought of this bro his brother and his brother not being a Christian, but this man's a Christian. 
He said he was a believer, and he, he was just gripping and screaming and holding his leg. And I laid my hand on him. I said, Heavenly Father, we're in a state of emergency. I'm, I'm, I'm unable to pack my brother. Besides, he's been he's so sick. Uh, I, by the time I got him there, I don't even know if there'd be time or not for the hospital. But it's written in your word, nothing shall harm them. And this is a believer. And as I prayed, I noticed he quit suffering and making noise. And when I quit praying, he was laughing. He said, hey, all the pain is gone. I said, well, what shall we do? Go on. And we went on fishing. Fished all day, all night till about 11 o'clock. That night till about 11 o'clock, he said, we got so many big bass till it seemed like all civilization was coming out to take pictures of them. I like that kind of fishing trip. And his brother, the one that had been bit by a snake, run by the bait shop and begin to testify. And his other brother said, well, it's all right to be religious, but let's don't be foolish. You get to the hospital as quick as you can. And Brother Evans said, if God Almighty has protected me since 11 o'clock this morning to 11 o'clock tonight, it's over. He said, what is it? He is God wherever you are. Hallelujah. If you're in a trial, he's God. If you're sick, he's God. If a snake has bit you tonight and that old serpent, the devil has bit you, that don't change who he is. He's still God. And he's still got the power to take the very pain of it away and the effects of it away and to cause you to rejoice and be happy. Because he said, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. He's a never failing. Somebody say never failing. Never failing presence of Jesus Christ. And anytime you want, he just challenge. He said he'll challenge. He's a challenge to put your faith. And anytime you want to, it's his word and he will bring it to pass. This very story helped me in a moment, a dark time of my life, when Adriana had her accident there some four or five years ago. Went down a hill on a ripstick, had a terrible collision down at the bottom of the hill, hit asphalt and tree roots and pine trees, and, and then and her head ended up against a steel post. Listen, this, this, is, worth, this is worth telling because I love telling about my God. Because he's with you no matter where you are. In that particular day, I was studying for Sunday night communion service. And I was look, looking at a thought on a God we can rely on. And, you know, sometimes these brothers would know sometimes things just don't come together. You try this and you try that. And sometimes you just have to walk away and just pray about it and come back. And it happened to be that kind of day. And it was a beautiful day in February. And uh, happened to be a beautiful day, and the young people were out playing some frisbee golf at the state park. So I got my wife, and the kids were home. I said, let's go out there and cook some hamburgers for them young people, and let's just have a time, and I'll come back. So they took the rib sticks. Next thing I know, my kids are going down the hill on them. See my boy going down first, and I'm thinking, oh, what? don't do that. And he made the corner. I thought, wow, we got out of that one. I'm beginning to walk over there and tell them don't do that again. Here comes Adriana. She's going faster. Come to the end of that thing to a horrible crash. And I'm up there with a spatula in my hand, flipping hamburgers, and I'm like looking way down that hill and still see it. Like, get up, Adriana. Get up. Some girls that were down there waved her over and said, Come on, waving, screaming, forced to come. Got in the car, drove down to where she was at, rolled her body over. 
and that gurgle in her throat. Her head was all mashed up from that steel pole. Her, she opened her eyes a little bit. Her eyes were crossed like that. And I said, Lord, this right here came to me. I said, Lord, you're God no matter where we're at. We're not out here doing anything wrong. We're not out here doing some foolish thing. We're out here to enjoy the nature and your people. And, you know, just out here enjoying the, the evening with your people. I said, we're, you know, just praying in my heart. So I can, rem- I, can remember, I can remember when a man was bit by a snake. And the prophet of God would lay his hands on him. I said, that, that venom of that snake was rebuked. It was having an effect on his body, but in just a moment, that venom was rebuked, and he went fishing the rest of the day. I said, you're the same God today. And I said, Lord, I, I, I'm just asking you right now to uncross her eyes. And I looked down at her, I opened my eyes, I looked at her, and them eyes were like that, and they cr- uncrossed. And I said, Adriana, talk to Daddy. She said, Daddy, I can't see you. I can't see you. I said, God, I just saw you uncross her eyes. Now will you give her a sight? She goes, Daddy, I see you now. He's God. I don't care where you're at. Not only is he God, he's a never-failing God. In just a few moments, we've seen the curse of that wreck reversed. To where we'd take her to a hospital room to where they would do x-rays and CAT scans and tell her don't get another accident for a long time because you've had enough radiation for a long time. You don't need to be in no more accidents. Said, but we can't even find a sign of a concussion. Said, there ain't one broke bone, which was a prayer her grandfather prayed. And not even one broke bone. Listen, this God knows how to reverse the effects of venom. When he said, let there be light, what was it doing? It was reversing the effects of darkness until light could come forth. And he said, Lord, you're the same God here today. And it reversed the effects of venom. It reversed reversed the effects of accident. And if you have been in a situation and you call upon this same God, it will reverse it for you also. Hallelujah, you say, well, my child's so far out there. He's so, listen, it'll reverse the effects. Because I got up and testified the very next service. What I seen in the natural, I also see in the supernatural. And we are a witness. It happened. What happened? It reversed the effects. Hallelujah. There is a blood here that will reverse the effects of cancer. It will reverse the effects of alopecia. It will reverse the effects of a brain bleed. To a doctor look at it, it's like marvelous, glorious, as though it's never happened. Come on, somebody. We're looking at people right now that darkness was upon your life, but there was a word spoke and it reversed the effects. Hallelujah, it took the darkness, and darkness had to flee. Cigarettes had to go. Drinking had to go. Every kind of thing of ungodliness had to go. Why? Because there was a word that said, let there be light. It'll reverse the effects on your life. 
Hallelujah. He would tell this here about an instance in his life. He said, about two or three months ago, I was standing in the room, heard a voice speaking. He said, I tried to wake my wife and look at it. Been standing there, hideous looking thing, standing there accusing me. He said, after I had seen the big mamba snake, remember that? African snake, he was trying to kill people. It was after my brother and I screamed up, oh God, what can I do? He said, you've been given the power to bind him, be of good courage. And I cursed him and his tail went up in the air, whirled around just like a pitcher handle and choked himself to death. Blue smoke flew out of him. What happened? A word was spoke and it reversed the effect. Next morning, though when I woke up, I was laying there. I said, I better get up and take the children to school and looked over this hideous looking thing. Looked like the alley-oop in the funny paper. Great big horn sticking out of there. He was going, sounding like a hen cackling or singing, like they're going from the barn. I looked at it. I thought, well, better not wake up me to scared to death. Waited there just for a moment. He said, people talk about devils. Don't even know what they are sometimes. That's right. But when you're running headlong in the everyday, maybe he said, you will. But after a while, he was accusing me. Said, you have no power with God. You're just a bluff. You have no power. Ain't that amazing? That he would come right after God told him, you have the power. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He's trying. What Satan is trying to do is reverse the effect of God's word. But it only has power if you listen to it. And you give heed to it. But if you do what he said, Satan, you're an offense to me. The light's shining on you this morning. I know exactly who you are. Hallelujah. I see exactly who you are. You're an offense to me. Get out of my way in the name of Jesus Christ. And he left. Hallelujah. I stayed there for a little bit in bed, started to rise up. And he said, all of a sudden, I felt a real sweet feeling coming over me. I thought, wonder if the Holy Spirit now is close. And he said, so help me. Here's my Bible over my heart, the sweetest voice I've ever heard in my life. said, don't fear to go anywhere. Don't fear to do anything for the never failing presence of Jesus Christ is with you wherever you go. Amen. That never failing presence is with you on your job. It's with you at your school. It's with you in your home. It's with you in your trial. It's with you in your trouble. And it's never failing. Jesus never fails. Hallelujah. And he never leaves us. Isaiah 43 and verse 1 says it like this. Now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee, and I have called thee by name. Thou art mine. Could you take that for yourself tonight? You're his. When since you're mine, when you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. Through the rivers, they'll not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. So no matter what situation you find yourself in, he never fails. Amen. 
Ain't it amazing that he would tell a man of God, you have no power, when night after night after night he cast him out. Blind men saw, the lame walk. Listen, this ain't just hearsay, this is recorded history. Recorded not just by, it was recorded even by his peers, people that say things like, hey, we can only say that Bible days are here again. We've never seen such before. And all of these things happening and the devil's got enough gumption to come to him and say, you don't have no power with God. Well, then you shouldn't be surprised when he comes trying to tell you, you're not a son of God. You never belong to God. This message ain't for you. It all kind of lies. But let the day dawn. You'll see what he is. He's alley-oop. Amen. Let the light begin to shine. You'll realize, hey, that ain't God telling me that. That's the devil telling me that. You're offense to me. That's not who I am. He would say it like this. He said, he has never failed me yet. Hundreds of thousands of times. He has never failed me yet. And he will not fail me now. He won't fail me this time. I know he won't. I know he won't. I just know he won't. Hallelujah. He said, brethren, today the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ and his promised word of this hour is so unusual. He said, good men stumble over. It's too unusual. The dead are raised. The blind see. The deaf hear. The Holy Spirit discern the thoughts, foretells things that's coming to pass, and it's never failed one time. You know, look at look at look at all the times he made that to our audience. Those statements—it's never failed. And he would even ask the question, "Has it ever failed?" And not one time out of a live audience would they say, "Well, yeah, over here, yeah, uh, over here." No, because they knew better. It never failed because it wasn't a man; it was God using a man. And He's a never-failing presence. Amen. He said, the dead are raised, the blind see, the deaf hear, the Holy Spirit discern the thoughts, foretells things that's coming to pass, never fail one time. And let me tell you something, he still does all of that today. He's still the same God that raises the dead. He's still the same God that the eyes of the blind can see. He's still the same God that gives here and back to deaf ears. He's still the same God that discerns the thoughts. I wonder how many right now could testify that in times of your life and, and, and weeks that you would go through a week and you would come to service and by the raising of your hands that God would discern your thoughts by the sermon that was preached. He's still doing that. He foretells things that's going to come to pass. He's still doing that. And it's never failed one time. Well, if we got a precedent or or, or a past of non-failures, then he's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he hasn't failed them back there, he won't fail me. I know he won't. I know he won't. I know he won't. Hallelujah. If you're sick tonight, you need to say, I know he won't fail me. But his word said he would heal me. If you're bound tonight, you ought to say, I know he won't fail me. But his word said I could be free. 
He's never failed me. He said, you can go around the world. It's never failed one time. Months, years ahead of time. Just as perfectly right on the spot. It's God among you people. It's God in us, the Holy Spirit. He says, Jesus, and this is in Jehovah Jireh, he said, Jesus said that royal seed will be identified by the same thing. God in us. Doing the same signs, the same wonders, the same miracles. Oh, you know, and we got people today say, God, don't heal. Well, let me just deal with that. It was foretold there was going to be those kind of people. Listen right here in 64, Jehovah Jireh, same quote. He said, any of us can believe that God, if you believe in God, you know God heals the sick. He said, that's no question. You know, they said in them days, Jehovah, we know he can heal, but he can't save. Now, they say he can save, but he can't heal. (laughs) He said, it's just the same devil. He's both Savior and healer, Jehovah Jireh and Jehovah Rapha. Remember, he promises position of everything sitting just the way it is now. And what would take place? He said it was going to happen, so it has to happen. Because he never fails. When God tells something that's going to happen like a vision or something, he said, I've seen it tens of thousands of them. Many of you are witness and not one of them has ever failed. When God says anything, if he, then if he would say tonight, go to National Cemetery, for I'm going to raise up George Washington in the morning, he said, I would invite the whole world to come watch it. He said, because it's going to happen. Why? God's word can't fail. He has never failed. He can't fail. There's one thing God can't do, and that's fail. He cannot fail. God is his word. And if he says it's going to happen, it's going to happen just like he said it's going to happen. We know the vision of the grizzly bear and the caribou. (laughs) This is wonderful. Just listening to, to this today. He says, I was going through all of that area where I'd seen that vision. And he said, I'd seen that vision for a few minutes. And he said, and he said I was watching that grizzly and he seen all the things exactly how it was going to happen. He said, then when I shot that caribou, you know, Brother Eddie was in that vision, Brother Eddie Biscoe. And, you know, he said it was going to be a green checkered shirt. He had thought that his, he had told his wife to throw away that green checkered shirt he had. But she patched it up and put it in his, in his garment. And he puts it on even without thinking. He'd fell in the water and got wet that day or something. And I'm sure we'll hear about it in this upcoming video they're putting out of, of the witness that he had. But... Here he is, walking in a vision and not even realizing it. And God said specific things. There's going to be 42-inch horns. It's going to be a silver-tipped grizzly. And, and he goes on, and, and here's Brother Bud walking with him, you know. And Brother Bud now had seen many things that had taken place. He had seen how even Brother Branham had seen his own brother and described him to a T and told him he was in, had ep- epilepsy and... Told him, you know, how, how uh, 
he'd go into spits, and he says nothing but the truth. And he told him, he said, when that happens again, take his shirt off and throw it in the fire. And he said, we'll not have another one. And he said, is that exactly how it happened? So Brother Bud had had many times seen these things and witnessed them. But sometimes when you're in the middle of it, you forget you're in a vision. <laughs> and so he goes, he goes down and, and, he's, and, he's, and he's going, through the, going down, down the hill. The vision said, so we shot the caribou on top of the, up, up the mountain. And he, and he said, Brother Branham, according to the vision, he said, we was in caribou moss, you know, and that you could see for miles and miles and nothing but just yellow moss. He said, according to what you told me, that man's going to have to have that shirt on. Eddie, that checkered shirt down. And now, speaking now, Eddie, that checkered shirt, you're going to kill a nine-foot silver-tipped grizzly. I said, that's thus saith the Lord. He said, Brother Brandon, I'm not doubting your word, but how, how could I doubt it? But look, I can see every speck of the ground, and there's nothing. There isn't a bush that high. There's nothing but caribou moss. Where's that bear at? I said, he's Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide. He said, you know, he's still God, and he's still God. He cannot fail. He said, well, Brother Adam, God told you exactly that, and this caribou's laying exactly like you said. I, I've never seen one like that. I don't see how in the world you ever got it 50 yards. And he, said, and he said, just exactly what you said, and you see him wrestling back and forth, not realizing the whole time he's in the vision. He said, how could I doubt it? But I said, Brother Branham, I, I've lived in these mountains. I, I've never seen a silver tip in my life. I, I've seen regular grizzlies, but that's a rare one. And I said, but there's one here. So I just picked up the horns like this, and we turned and started walking down the hill, not even in bear countries and caribou country. We're walking down foot by foot. That trophy I was packing, the caribou itself, you know, right there home in the cape and everything, walking down. And he said, I, I said, according to the word of God, he told me three months ago, and it's never failed. Are you doubting that, bud? He said, I, I can see with my natural eyes. Them horses are standing there. I can see every hill. And you say you're going to kill a nine-foot silver-tipped grizzly? I said, are you doubting, bud? He said, forgive me, Brother Brown. I'm not doubting my heart. I just can't understand it. Where's the bear at? I said, I don't know, but God's got him around here somewhere. He said, think of it, a bear that I've never seen and one that God told you, the same God that told you about my brother. And he said, absolutely. Brother Branham, go ahead and put a shell in your gun. He said, I have plenty of time to do that. Going down the hill, half a mile going on down, Brother Branham. Just think, we're only half a mile from them boys down there. I said, he'll be there, don't you worry. And I looked. And I said, Bud, what's that standing right up there, about two miles up, top of the mountain? He throwed them glasses on them binoculars and said, Brother Brandon looks like a milk cow. And he said, it's a grizzly bear, so help me. Look at those right white grizzlies. They're blowing in the sun, setting sun this afternoon. He's a silver tip, and I've never seen one before. I said, what are you waiting on? Let's go get him. He said, I believe if you shoot him from here, two miles away, we'll get him anyhow. <laughs> I said, but Bud, according to the vision, I was right close to him. 
so tired and worn. We've been, been 20 miles, and I'm walking. Brother Branham, don't you think, you, have you ever shot a silver tip before? He said, I've killed many bears, but never a silver tip. He said, they're the most vicious of them all. I don't, hey, they don't even know dying. I said, no bear knows how to really die. He said, but the Lord gave you that one, didn't he? He said, I said, oh, yeah. Little, I had this little 270 small rifle. He said, Brother Bradham, don't you think you better shoot him from here? We better not get too close. I said, the vision said we was right on him. And the whole time, he's walking in a vision. But it seems to get more dark and more dark and more scary and more frightful. But God's bringing it to pass all the time. Amen. Went up the little, over a little hill and come up. And when he did, there he was just 200 yards at 250 yards, I could see his big yellow teeth smacking down. Looked like a big haystack, 18 inches between his ear, and a mammoth foot, so wide, claws, you know, just sitting there. Looked pretty and mean. Bud said, huh, Brother Branham, I tell you where to shoot him. I said, yes, brother. He said, shoot him in the back. You shoot him in the back, they won't be able to go nowhere. I said, the vision said, shoot him in the heart. <laughs> he said, well, you better do it that way. First shot got him, and we come down, and we was packing them horns and all of that. And right there, as I said, 42 inches. And here's this little boy, pulled it right out, 42 inches exact. It wasn't 42 inches and an eighth, a sixteenth exact. Because God's word never fails. He didn't want to say, well, 41 and three quarters is good enough, or 42. Three, whoa, he got a little bigger. No, he said 42. What was he showing in these stories, in these visions, that every word means something? If he said it, he's going to bring it to pass exactly how he said he was going to do it. If he said there's going to be a baby, it's going to come to pass exactly how he said he was going to do it. If he said there's going to be deliverances and he said he's a God that heals cancer, at any moment he'll flip the switch. It's not up to us. We just got to be ready when he says it's time. It's this moment right now. Sometimes he pulled that tape measure out. Bud turned just as white in the face. He said, Brother Branham, look at here, not one sixteenth over, exactly 42 inches to the dot. Jesus never fails. What was he showing? If I'm that concerned about a grizzly bear or the horns on a caribou, I'm concerned about bringing forth my word and bringing to pass my word that's been spoke about you. Every dot, every tittle, every detail. He's going to bring it to pass. Let's turn to Hebrews 13 and verse 5. It says, let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. Listen to this. Let your character or your moral essence or your inner nature be free from the love of money or earthly things. It's not what our life is about. Be content. Now, sometimes we think being content is to be satisfied, and it's truly satisfaction. But there's also a deeper meaning. To be content 
or to be possessed of unfailing strength. That what he said, I'm going to stay here till he brings it to pass. Because he promised it. And if he promised it, he's going to do it. Sister Elizabeth, he promised healing. He's going to do it. It's up to him to bring it to pass. But be content. We don't have to be striving and worrying and carrying on, but have unfailing strength to be strong, to hold on, because he's about to flip the switch. Be content. And Laodicea, not after money, not after popularity, not after all the things of this world that brings only temporary happiness, but to be possessed with unfailing strength that I'm going to hold on until he flips the switch and says, let's go home. It's time for the bride to arise. We're going home. There's going to be a day when he steps off of that throne. And he flips the switch. And the bodies that were dead in the grave are going to rise. As we heard in the Passover, we're not leaving a bone behind. We're not leaving one little red-headed girl in the grave. We're not leaving one old person in the grave. We're not leaving nobody behind. But he's going to flip the switch. And we're all going to be changed to go into the air and meet him in the air. And to see him with our own eyes. And all darkness will be driven away in the presence of that sun. Every mind battle will be gone. Every fear of failure, everything will be vanished. Let there be light. That sun today declared, it's went down now. But it's going to come back up in a resurrection. Let's bow our heads. says, be content with what's been given to you. What's been given to you, church? This word. This word has been given to you. For he has said, I will never. Listen to this. As you got your eyes closed, let's let it sink in. I will never, under any circumstances, desert you. Nor give you up. Oh, glory. Nor leave you without support. Nor will I in any degree leave you helpless. Nor will I forsake you or let you down or relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. Because I'm still holding you. Say, so, well, I'm in a dark time. He's still holding you, church. He's never failing. The same God that called you out of the grave. Called you out of darkness. He's still never failing. He didn't bring you this far to leave you. He didn't teach you to sink to let you drown. He didn't bring you this part way just to let you drift back away. No. He said, I will not relax my hold on you. I'll not forsake you. He said it like this. Now, Paul said that the word came in power as well as voice. The word preached actually demonstrated itself. 
like a flaming cutting sword. It went to the conscience of men like a surgeon's knife. It cut out the diseases and set captives free. Everywhere these early believers went, they went preaching the gospel, the word. God confirming that the word was, was true with signs and wonders. The sick were healed. Devils cast out. Spoke with new tongues. That was the word in action. And the word has never failed in the mouths of believing Christians. Hallelujah. And in this last age, it is here stronger and greater than ever in the true word bride. Oh, little flock, maybe a little minority, hold on to the word. Fill your mouth and heart with it. And someday, God will give you the kingdom. But this word has never failed in the mouth of a believing Christian. So why don't you right now put the word in your mouth and let it go. Speak to your mountain. It's never failed. Tell that sickness, okay, sickness, you're an offense to me. Leave. You tormenting spirit, you're an offense to me. Leave. Hallelujah. You depression, you're an offense to me. Leave. His word declares me to be free tonight. Father, let our mouths be filled with good things, Lord. The word of God that never fails. Man's word will fail. Man's words will just go across a few places and fall down to the dust. One day he'll never be heard from again as far as earthly speaking as a man. But Lord, when you speak, it's forever. It's eternal. It's good as done. It never fails. Word of God, speak. Speak upon our hearts tonight. May the light begin to shine in the dark corners and be real. It's just a spook standing there. It's just a bluff. He has no power over you. But you're free. Oh God, let your word, your light dawn in our hearts and your people tonight, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, Jesus is here. Oh, Jesus. Jesus is 